0: Chapter Twenty Two of Meteorology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pamela Krantz. Meteorology by J. G. McPherson. Chapter Twenty Two: The Blue Sky if we look at the sky overhead when cloudless in the sunshine we wonder what gives the air such a deep blue color we are not looking as children seem to do into vacancy away into the far unknown and even if that were the case would not the space be quite colorless what then produces the blueness some of the very fine dust particles even when clothed with an exceedingly thin coating of water vapor are carried very high And looking through a vast accumulation of these, we find the effect of a deep blue color. Why so? Because these particles are so small that they can only reflect the rays of the blue end of the spectrum, and the higher we ascend, the smaller are the particles and the deeper is the blue. But it is also because water, even in its very finest and purest form, is blue in color. For long this was disputed even sir robert christison concluded after years of experimenting on highland streams that water was colorless of course he admitted that the water in the indian and pacific oceans has frequent patches of red brown or white color from the myriads of animalcules suspended in the water ehrenberg found that it was vegetable matter which gave to the red sea its characteristic name but these and similar waters are not pure it is to Dr. Aitken that the final discovery of the real color of water is due. When, on a visit to several towns on the shores of the Mediterranean, he set about making some very interesting experiments, which the reader will follow with pleasure. It is a well-known fact that color transmitted through different bodies differs considerably from color reflected by them. In his first experiment he took a long, empty metal tube, open at one end, enclosed at the other end by a clear glass plate this was let down vertically into the water near to a fixed object which appeared of most beautiful deep and delicate blue at a depth of twenty feet scientific men know that if the color of water is due to the light reflected by extremely small particles of matter suspended in the water then the object looked at through it would have been illuminated with yellow the complementary color of blue A blackened tube was then filled with water which had a clear glass plate fixed to the bottom and white red yellow and purple objects were sunk in the water and these colors were found to change in the same way as if they were looked at through a piece of pale blue glass the white object appeared blue the red darkened very rapidly as it sank and soon lost its color at the depth of seven feet a very brilliant red was so darkened as to appear dark brick red the yellow object changed to green and the purple to dark blue but still further to satisfy himself that water is really blue in itself even without any particles suspended in it he tested the color of distilled water he filled a darkened tube with this water clear glass plates being at the ends of the tube And look through it at a white surface the effect was the same as before the color was blue almost exactly of the same hue as a solution of Prussian blue this is corroborated by the fact that the purer the water is in nature the bluer is the tint when a large quantity is looked through some highland locks have crystal waters of the most extraordinary blue Of course some cling to the old idea that this is accounted for by the reflected blue of the clear heavens above no doubt if the sky be deep blue then this blue light when reflected by the surface of the water will enrich and deepen the hue but the water itself is really blue at the same time the dust particles suspended in the water have a great effect in making the water appear more beautiful brilliant and varied in its coloring because little or no light is reflected by the interior of a mass of water itself. If a dark metal vessel be filled with a weak solution of Prussian blue, the liquid will appear quite dark and void of color. But throw in some fine white powder and the liquid will at once become of a brilliant blue color. This accounts for the change of depth and brilliancy of color in the several shores of the Mediterranean. When, then, You look at the face of a deep blue lake on a summer evening, the heavens all aglow with the unrivaled display of color from the zenith, stretching in lighter hues of glory to the horizon, though to you the calm water appears like a lake of molten metal, glowing with sky-reflected light, so powerful and brilliant as entirely to overpower the light which is internally reflected, yet blue is the normal color of the water. Blueness is its inherent hue." Looking upwards, we observe three distinct kinds of blue in the sky, from the horizon to the zenith. All painters and watercolors know that. Newton thought that the color of the sky was produced in the same way as the colors in thin plates, the order of succession of the colors gradually increasing in intensity. End of chapter 22 The Blue Sky Recording by Pamela Crantz.